But as I thought about, you know, this morning and as I was preparing for our sermon today, uh, I really wrestled um, for whatever reason with God this week about where I was supposed to go. I know we're all fathers and we've heard the Father's Day sermons, but um, we're not all fathers, I guess, but the, the men here who have kids are fathers. Anyway, we've heard the sermons and, and, and so, but God started to speak to me about something and it's just about uh, being a father. Um, there's a scripture, it's in Isaiah chapter 9, uh, verse 6, and it's not going to seem like I'm in the right place, but it says, For unto us as a, a child is born, unto us a son is given, the government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I read that this morning because as I've grown older, the one thing that seems to come more and more are titles. You know, I was a son. That was not that big of a deal. I was a son. And, and then uh, I was a pastor. And then there was title. And then I was a husband. And then I was a father. And then I'm a presbyter. And so what I see is, is Jesus, is, as we're talking about this prophecy in Isaiah, it's all these titles. January 4th, 2011, somewhere about 1.40 in the morning. The nurse looked at me and handed me a baby and said, you're a dad. And suddenly, dad became different. Like, there wasn't a return policy. I couldn't say I'm not ready. Can we just hold on a little? I mean, we waited as long as we could. But with that child, in that moment, this overwhelming sense of, I'm responsible. That that because of the title that, that, that was placed upon me, because of the mantle that was given to me, suddenly I was overwhelmed with the thoughts. I mean, I really didn't have these ooey-gooey thoughts like, wow, this is a baby, this is sweet. I was worried about whether my wife was okay and, and there was so much blood and I didn't like it and whatever else. And, and, and I wasn't really thinking about this is the most precious moment in the world. I was thinking about, oh my gosh, what did I do? Because from this moment on my life, it's never going to be the same. Like with this title, suddenly something changed. But you know, that's like seven and a half years ago. That's the title. And so what I've been wrestling with, what I've been, what I've been dealing with in my own heart, and, and what I want to talk about today is, is whether or not we're upholding the titles that God's given us. Are we living with the responsibility that comes along with the the names that God has placed upon us? And yes, I'll talk to dads today, but I think this is one that transcends being a father. But whatever title the Lord may have placed upon you, maybe He's called you intercessor, maybe He's called you mother, maybe He's called you uh, a teacher, maybe He's called you prophet or evangelist, whatever titles that God has placed upon you, how much responsibility comes with titles? Someone talks to me about titles. I don't want them because all of a sudden, because of what title I have, you know, you look at it in in, in the corporate world, right? They change your title. Why? Because they want to make you do more. 
Or they change your title because they want to make you do less. Either way, they're changing the title, how you've been defined. And so I believe that God, you know, we see he, he gave these titles to Jesus and he's given titles to us. And so this morning, as, as we're here today, I just want to stop and say, how am I doing? Is that responsibility so heavy still? You know, like what I'm saying, like you come home and anything happens to the baby and you're like overprotective and, you know, it's your daughter. You know, for me, it was a daughter, so it's even more so. But, you know, uh, there's a cough, so you want to run, a, you know, we're overprotective. And then you get four kids in and they have arms falling off and you're like, just, you'll be fine, get some duct tape, we're good. I mean, that's kind of how it gets. But, but I, I wonder, honestly, the challenge that God's been speaking in my life. Whether it's pastor, whether it's husband, whether it's presbyter, whether it's father, is how am I doing with the responsibility that he's given me? I'm going to pray and just ask the Spirit of God speak to us. I'm going to yield my notes to the Spirit of God, ask that he directs us, that we can accomplish and, and hear what he has to speak to us this day. Father, we thank you so much for the, for the promise of Jesus Christ. We thank you for the assurance that you're a God who is alive. We thank you for the word of God that you said is living and active. And so we pray that word would be revealed in us this day. Father, for the ears in this room, the hearts, the minds in this room, I ask that, that, that we yield ourself unto you. We strip away self and we just allow that word to be living and active inside of us. For myself, God, as I share, I, I submit everything unto you. I pray, God, that your very perfect would be accomplished. That this wouldn't be about what Pastor Steve thinks, but about what the Word of God desires to speak to us this day. We submit ourselves in Jesus' name. Amen. What are you doing with the title that God has given Matthew chapter 25, a a simple parable that I know we've heard before, but it's this challenge of what we're doing, our responsibility. It says in in Matthew chapter 25, verse 14, again, it'll be like a man uh, going on a journey and he called his servants and he entrusted his, his wealth with them. He entrusted what was valuable. Let me tell you, the calling that God has placed upon you, there's something valuable that he's trusting with you. You might not see the value, but I promise there's value if God has called you to that. If he's called you to be the best cleaner you can be, and, and that's the, the there, there's value in the title that God has placed upon you. We sometimes diminish the value, but let me tell you, there's valuable. Father, there's valuable. There's value in the title, in, in the responsibility of being called Father. He entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey, and the man who had received five bags of gold went out at once, put his money to work, and gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who received one bag went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled the accounts with them. God gave. He trusted. 
the, the, the man in this story trusted his wealth with, with those who should know him. They were his servants. And so he comes back and, and we see this that happens uh, and settled his accounts. The man with five brought back five more or another five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I've gained five more. His master replied, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Man, that preaches. Let me tell you, the value, the job, the, the, the way, the responsibility, you deal with the responsibility that God has placed in your life. The way you fulfill the titles that He's given you. There's a day coming where you'll stand before Him and you'll be able to show Him what you've done. There's a day coming where he, He's going to look at you, Dad, and say, and, and say, how'd you do with the ones that I trusted you with? There's a day coming, Mom, where He's going to look at you and say, how did you do? There's a day coming, Intercessor. There's a day coming, Pastor, where you stand before God and you show Him what you did with what He gave you. In the most beautiful words that we can hear in that moment. Well done. Think about your dad. Boys, I don't know, maybe you weren't like me, but there's something about dads. We just want to please our dads. You ever be there like, you know, and, and girls, it might be the same way. I don't know because I'm not a girl, so I can't speak to that. But, 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 but that, that the words you just wanted to hear from your dad. Good job, son. Good job. Just wanted to hear dad acknowledge, you know, uh, there's kids that, that they do everything they can just to, to please their dad. They're, they're trying to make their dad happy just because they want to hear these very words. Good job. Well done. Come and share in your master's happiness. The man with two bags of gold came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I've gained two more. His, his master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been given a few things. I'll put you in charge of many. Come again and share your master's happiness. But there was this third man. The man who received one bag came and said, Master, I know you are hard. I knew you were a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. He called him out, which probably isn't a good idea anyway. He's a master in your... But anyway, as a sidebar, so I was afraid he went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, You wicked, lazy servant. You knew that I harvest where I have not sown seed and, you, and, and I gather where, where I have not scattered seed. The, the response is so different. How are you doing with the responsibility that God has given you? With those titles, with those names. I mean, you look in Scripture and names mean a lot. They're always indicative of something, of a character. God has created you for a purpose. He's made you how you are. He's spoken things to you. He's given you dreams. He's given you visions. He's, he, he's placed things upon your heart. He's, he's stirred in you a responsibility. How are you doing? Can you get me some water, please? With what God has, has placed upon you. 
If your master comes this morning, if, if he comes and if he would have come too much earlier today, I can guarantee you I would have been more of the wicked, lazy servant than the, than the well done, my good and faithful servant because I just wasn't very good with my kids because I was tired. If God comes and, and he starts to talk to you about the title, the responsibility, what will you hear? You see, the reality is, whether we like to believe it or not, our kids are a gift from God. We need to be reminded of this sometimes. Dads, moms, grandmas, grandpas, whoever you are this morning, I'm going to remind you this day, your children, they're a heritage from the Lord. Offspring, are offspring not offspring, offspring are a reward from Him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are a children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. Let me tell you, God gave you the responsibility. He gave them as a gift. He treasured them as his wealth that he's given you. I remember Dwight Sandoz, many of you are familiar with him. He's, he was the former superintendent of the state of Nebraska. He used to tease me when we came to Nebraska about my quiver not being full. And every so often I'd see him at district council when he would reckon or he would recall or he would again say, hey, your quiver's filling up. Well, it's full now, Dwight, I'm done. But, you know, I mean, there's something to this this idea that your children are a gift from God. God gave you your children. We may not always think that. We may wonder why. It may feel like that, uh, that pair of socks that you never wanted. No, I'm just kidding. But, but God gave you your children. They're a gift from God. What are you doing with the treasure that God's placed in your life? Are you excellent? Or are you just existent? The reality is that I believe we're called to be excellent. When it comes to being a husband, I want to be excellent. I'm not. When it comes to being a father, I want to be excellent. I know I've got plenty of room to grow. When it comes to being a pastor or a presbyter, whatever other roles that God has chosen me for, my desire is to be excellent. But sometimes... We forget. Sometimes we just neglect. Sometimes we're satisfied with with the name on the door, but we don't want any of the responsibility that comes from it. I want to be excellent. Colossians chapter 3, whatever you do, whether in word or Or D, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God your Father through Him. Wives, submit to your husbands as fitting the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything and do it, not only when their eye is on you and to curry their favor, but with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. Because verse 23, whatever you do, it starts and stops here. Whatever I'm doing. He talks about several things. He talks about marriage, wives, husbands, kids, slaves. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. 
as working for the Lord, not human masters. I know he's talking about slavery, but, but it's that whole idea. Whatever you're doing, or are you doing it with your whole heart? I want to be excellent. I want to succeed. I want to be able to present my master with, with two, tenfold, whatever it might be, of what he's trusted me with. With your whole heart. What does that say? What does that mean? Whatever you do, work at it with your, your whole heart. He doesn't say with your whole mind, because I think we know what we're supposed to do at times, but there's times where we have to remind our heart, because our heart becomes selfish, our heart becomes comes consumed with what we want or what we need. Sometimes our hearts, it's in Luke, I believe, chapter 1, it says that, that, that God turned the hearts of fathers toward their children. Don't worry about finding it, Irene. It's not worth it. Sometimes I need God to turn my heart toward my children. Sometimes... As a pastor, I need God to turn my heart toward my church. Sometimes, as a husband, I need God toward my, to, to, to turn my heart toward my wife. And if we don't remind ourselves, if we're not intentional about that, I just believe that naturally we begin to turn away from, from those things. And the responsibility, because we're not aware and our hearts not inclined to it, we, we lose sight of it. And we're not excellent. I preached a funeral yesterday. I'm totally going off script. And the message of that funeral for, for this individual who lived and, and they had a lot of stuff that they went through, but was the idea of being more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. So many times we're just satisfied with getting through the battle. And how many times, you know, being a father feels like a battle. And so we're satisfied with like, hey, 18 comes, yeah, get out, we're done. We're satisfied just to get through. But God hasn't called us just to get through. God has called us to more. There's something about being a father. There's something about being a mother. There's something about being a pastor that we can lose sight of when we don't look for the more. Because it's not just about getting them to 18 and out the door. God has given me a great responsibility. I, I get the privilege of, of helping form four lives. Of pouring out into them. Of helping them. I had in my notes, we do discipline. We do correct. We do train. I mean, all those things that God desires for us to do. All those things. All those plans that God has for us. I get to do all that. But there's more than that. I think many husbands, pastors, presbyters people, teachers, prophets, whoever, were satisfied with existing, with just doing. 
And when we lose sight of the more that God has for us, when I lose sight of the more that comes through being a father, sometimes I lose sight of the responsibility and the privilege that I have by being a father. When it's just about let's get them kids to bed so I can rest for a little bit, I'll be honest, I get there. Like I yell at my wife, isn't it time for the kids to go to bed yet? Like I want a moment or two. When, when I lose sight of the more, when I lose sight of, uh, of all that God has trusted me with, suddenly I believe I begin to neglect the excellency at which I can do things. When I exist rather than be excellent, I don't think that I'm fulfilling what God has called me to do. But how? How do we do that? This is completely off subject, so just put the Father's Day scene or whatever you shall be called, because we're not going to be back in my notes, I don't think at all. How? That scripture that I read uh, yesterday, it's in Romans chapter 8, if you're looking for it, I'm not exactly sure what verse, that says that we can be more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. How can I be an excellent father? It's through Christ Jesus. How can I be an excellent mother? It's through Christ Jesus. How can I be an excellent pastor? It's through Christ Jesus. Because I can assure you, when it's through Pastor Steve, it's not excellence. Because at times I'm not patient. Right, Elta, this morning I wasn't very patient with you. At times I, 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 I'm not. Because it's me trying to do it. It's, it's me trying to, to, to accomplish these things. But, but whether it's being a father, pastor, uh, a mother, son, daughter, wherever you're at right now, we have to focus on the through Christ Jesus. That's the only way I can be excellent. I can escape. I can maybe even win or get through the battle. But I'm not going to be more than that. And I want to be more. I want to be more than, 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 than that. And I, I want to be more than a conqueror. John chapter 15. How? He said, through Christ Jesus. During worship, God spoke this into my heart. During worship, God brought me to this place. He, and He says, I am the vine. You are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him... He will bear much fruit, but apart from me, you can do nothing, is what the Scripture says. How can I be excellent doing nothing? How many jobs are going to keep your title if you do nothing? Unless your title is to do nothing, probably not. If I desire to be all that God has called me to be, to be excellent in, in the responsibilities that God has given with me, that He has given to me, I have to recognize who is the source. I'm limited. I'm temporary. My body, me, that is, there's a limited resource there. But I've got a source that is eternal. We talked last week that God promises that wellsprings of living water will flow from us. That God can place that inside of us. But He's the source. He's the one who produces that in us and through us. So in order for me to be excellent, I have to recognize the necessity of God in my life. I can't do this other than being a part of the vine. If I separate myself from the vine, I will not produce fruit. 
If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withered. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be given to you. This is to my Father's glory, that you will bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. He's trusted us. Whatever He's trusting you with, whatever seeds that He's he's given to your life, whatever things that He's sowing in you, those responsibilities, the the beautiful gifts that He's given you, those titles or whatever else you want to say, they have to be connected to the vine. Because apart from Him, we will do nothing. Apart from Him, I will fail. What are you doing? What have you been called? What has He called you? This morning during worship is uh, Tim sang that second to last song about the presence of God. There's something about just soaking up his presence. And I, and I even felt in my heart, I know it was for me, but maybe it's for others, there's just a weariness that sometimes that, that we continue in the titles. And I say this before, I'll say it again. Sometimes the titles overwhelm and the responsibility seems like it's more than we know what to do with. And we just get tired. Sometimes to be excellent, we have to make sure we're in the vine. When I produce living water, I can promise it doesn't taste very good. Because there's a whole lot of Steve in it. But when God produces living water and places it inside of me, when I drink that, what, what, what He's offering, I believe that God does something. And so this morning, uh, yeah, the question is, how are you doing? What has he called you? And he shall be called. You shall be called what today? That responsibility that he's placed upon your life, but also the recognition that the, the challenge, the direction that I feel like God has taken us as a church is that are you connected to the source? Because he hasn't just given you the gift, but he's given you the ability to do excellent with what he's given you. He's not set the standard so high that you're going to fail. He's not set you out there on a limb waiting for you to fall. He set you up and he's provided. He said he's given us the spirit of God who is life. He's given us all that we have need of, but it's sometimes us. We don't access all that God has. We, we don't take advantage of, of what He's laid before us and, and what He provides for us. And I believe that God is really asking us this day, okay, I've called you. I've placed this responsibility in your life. I, I, I've asked you to do this thing. How are you doing? And maybe you say, I'm not doing as well as I want. If that's your answer, then connect to the vine. You probably need to come up here and get ready because you're going to sing again. This morning is we're here. Fathers, I celebrate you. I, 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 I'm proud to, to be a father alongside of you, but I'm also talking to everybody. How are you doing? Father, we come to you, and I thank you, God, that you're faithful. 
And I thank you that the word is living and active and, and that you speak to us and you show us, God. And I pray for each of us in this room. Every one of us, God, you've given us a purpose. You've, you've called us to something. You've given us a title. And God, I pray in, in what you've called us, even if it's as simple as child of God, I've called you my own, Scripture says. Or how great is the love that the Father has lavished on us that we could be called children of God. And that is what we are. He's called us something. God, I pray that we ask the question, how am I doing with the responsibility that you've given me? God, we might look at our resources. We might look at what's around us. We might look at all that there is and say, wow, I'm... (laughs) Got some, I got some work to do. What I love is that the promise, that your promise is faithful, that you promised us that it, 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 we, we, we read last week, if we say we're thirsty, that you'll give us a drink, God. If we need life in us, if we need to connect to the vine, that you're faithful. So in these next few moments, God, I pray that in this sanctuary, that as we just reflect upon your words, as we listen to the Spirit of God, as we hear your voice, that we allow ourselves to be filled up that we allow ourselves to be connected to the source so we can be excellent, excellent fathers, excellent mothers, excellent pastors, teachers, preachers, whatever you want to call us, God, this day, that we would be excellent because we're more through Jesus Christ. We're more through Jesus Christ. God, if if you're stirring in our hearts that that we need to do more with what you've given us, I pray you would show us what we can do. God, I pray that you would show us the ways that we can be more. If it's a burden for our children, that we would cry out to you. If it's to demonstrate love, if it's to train and discipline better, whatever it might be, God, whatever you're working in us, God, I pray that you would bring that to revelation. As we worship you. You're sitting there and you're saying, God, I realize, I recognize, but I need that more. I need that more. I need that more in my life. I want that more as I'm a father. I want that more as as I'm a husband. I want that more as I'm a mother or as a child of God. It's available to you this day. All we have to do is ask. And God will will go above and beyond what we, we can expect or imagine. I believe that God has the more that's available for you this day, but simply you need to ask. Maybe you say, Pastor, I've been asking, but I just don't feel like I'm getting. Let me as your pastor pray with you. Let someone you trust in this room be living water for you to allow that wellspring to rise up inside of you as well, that we can become more. We can be excellent in what God has, has called us to do, that is God's presence fills us. It allows us to be excellent. But sometimes there's something blocking. There's something that's not letting that come through. And it's me. Sometimes we have to confess. Sometimes we have to repent. Sometimes we have to acknowledge the things in our life that have separated us from the vine. But God is faithful. Let me tell you, God is faithful to forgive. Let me tell you that God's greatest desire is that you would be in the vine. Let me tell you that God desires that His source would flow freely in your life. Let me tell you that God desires fruit that is abundant in your life. 
But we have to ask. I would open the altars. I would say if, if you feel like God's speaking to you about this more, if you want someone to pray with you, I'm, I'm willing. I want to. If you want to pray where you're at, that's fine. But, but let's allow God to accomplish what the Spirit of God is preparing in this moment. There's more for you in this moment. There's more for you this day. There's more for you in in all that God's called you to do. There's more for you. There's a source that is yours through Jesus Christ. God, we thank you for the promise of your presence. We thank you for what comes through your very presence. We thank you, God, that you fill us up. I thank you for everyone who asks for more, God, that you've given them more. I thank you, God, for excellent fathers and excellent mothers, for excellent families, God, for excellent church, God. I thank you for excellent children of God because of the source that we have through Jesus Christ. The Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he turn his face towards you and grant you his peace. And may you be more this week. May you be excellent in every calling that God has given you. In Jesus' name, amen. Be blessed. Have an awesome week.